New construction woes continue still in 2022. Let's talk, Jill, about what buyers are experiencing right now. Besides frustration, which a lot of them are, we're, we're seeing that there's, you know, they're always wanting to fall back on the term supply chain issues and labor shortages. But in a, you know, that seems like a big brush, a big painting of the, uh, with a brush. What does that really mean to the homeowner? Well, so what we're seeing in new construction is it's taking longer than ever. Um, and it does, they keep coming back on, they say supply chain issues, um, labor shortages. And those to me really started as issues being used uh, with COVID. You know, the job sites were cut down for a while. They were restricted to how many people could be on them. So it was valid. Um, but we have seen things pick back up. They can have multiple trades on properties now again, so it shouldn't be as much of an issue. In addition, I'm seeing the builders, um, they've kind of gotten creative with the ways they're getting around this. Um, instead of always, you know, you pick the lot, you pick the floor plan, they're starting to predict what floor plans are being purchased more. They're going ahead and pulling permits. Um, they're getting the ball rolling so that when buyers actually come in, the process has been started to try to get down on the time. Now, what does that mean for them? It does mean a little less um, selection because, again, once a once permits are pulled for a specific lot, there's not there's no changing that. However, it's good for them in that they're not having to wait, you know, 14 months for a new construction home. Okay. So it sounds like what you're saying, and, and we used to use this in the old terms, is that the builders are building spec homes. Mm -hmm. They're doing all the design. They're picking the lot. They're picking the, picking the floor plan and putting it on the lot, right? And that's saving time per se because you don't need to go into the design centers and pick out the colors and, oh, I need three weeks to decide what cabinets and right. I got to take this home and think about it and all that. So they're cutting down that delay time, right? They are. Um, some of the like more spec home like uh, builders are are doing exactly that, where they've got specific packages. There are still some builders where you can get a quicker build and a more cost effective build in custom, but still go to the design studio. So you have to speak to your agent, figure out you know what's most important to you, so you make sure you're looking at the right builders for that. Okay, so you made that comment about speaking to your agent. Again, we've said this in the past podcast, when you walk into a builder's site and there's a person behind the desk, they're not working for you. They're working for the builder. So it doesn't make sense to go in there without representation. Always, always, always consult with your real estate agent before you go in and meet with the builder. Because again, they're getting paid by the builder. That means their best interest, the site agents as we call them, their best interest is for the builder. It's not for the poor home buyer. Right. And the other thing is, you know, people sometimes think, oh, I'll get a better deal if I go in without an agent because they're not going to have to pay that agent commission. Well, guess what? That commission, that's built already built in. So essentially, you're not taking advantage of a service that you really are paying for. Right. And here in Arizona, the builder can't discount the price Correct. if you don't have an agent. Okay. So really what you're doing is you're giving the builder just more profit and not being represented. Right. Okay. So Jill, you talked about some of the issues the builders are talking about as far as labor shortages. Now, currently when we're doing this, April 1st, we're doing this a 2022 
it came out there were 413,000 jobs added this last month, and of that, 19,000 were construction workers. So it looks like we're getting more and more people back into the industry. Now, obviously, not all 19 are going to be home builders, but right. we understand that a percentage of those are coming back into the industry, so there may not be as much of a shortage when it comes to home builders' labor force. What we're still seeing, though, is the shortage of building materials, and especially materials like cabinets, paint, believe it or not. Yes. What we're, what we're starting to see, I'm sure you've seen it, is that when the painters are done, they're not leaving any extra paint for you. They're not. Because they can't get it. They can't get it. And actually, oddly enough, even in my own personal, I went and they didn't have um, paint samples. Wow. Like they're, so it's not, you know, it, it's everywhere. It's, yeah, yeah. the shortages. So, Jill, let's talk about new build and the expectations of the buyer and new build construction. What are you finding out there that the buyers are expecting but maybe not getting delivered? A lot of times, in, especially recently, you know, we show up for a final walkthrough. So, for those of you who don't know, about a week before the closing date on a new construction home, you and your agent get to go in, uh, walk through the property, tag anything that needs to be taken care of, and it's supposed to be taken care of before you close. Um, there's, you know, sometimes exceptions where something can't be done in time, um, and you know, we can take that on a case by case basis. However, I can give you the example most recently where. Um, the builder was trying to tell my client and I that we needed to show up the next morning for the final walkthrough. So we were given less than 24 hours notice. Um, they wanted us to walk through it. And um, first of all, it, that panics my client because he has a job that's not easy to get off um, time off. So I went back to the builder, explained, like, we're not coming for this walkthrough. We didn't get enough notice. Uh, come to find out that even if we had shown up, they were still missing a cabinet. They were missing a oven. They were missing um, final paint. They were missing quite a few things, but they were prepared. They wanted us to close because they wanted to close before the end of the month. So that's where having an experienced agent in your corner was really helpful for him. Told them, you know, again, no, we need more than 24 hours notice. Um, we went for the final walkthrough, actually, and things still weren't done. There was a light hung in the wrong place. There was a hole in the ceiling where they had done something need to be packed. There was all sorts of things. So we walked through, tagged it all, um, went back for the walk through the day of, and some of it still wasn't done. So that's where, you know, I spoke to the site agent or the site agent and the um, site supervisor, explained that, you know, there's too much. It's um, there's too many different trades that we're going to need to be coming in. The buyer could not stay at home for two days to allow these trades in, so we were going to have to push the closing out. Um, and that's kind of what I'm seeing a lot is there's always, and you need to expect, there's going to be things that need to be fi finished up, touched up at those final walkthroughs. But there is a line where, you know, you as the homeowner, like you're, you're paying for a home to be complete. You're not paying to move into a home where you need to spend the next week of your life accommodating different trades to come in and finish these things. So you need somebody in your corner to help you out with that. Hey, everyone. We want to interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. Also, we are licensed realtors practicing equal housing. Yeah. So do you think the site agent would have went there and fought for the buyer? 
Uh, no. Absolutely not, no. right? <laughs> so there are, there are contracts that are drafted by the builder that protect the builder because it was the builder's attorney who drafted the contracts, right? Yes. And so when you're being represented by the agent, the real estate agent in your corner as the buyer, the agent isn't able to change those contracts, quite honestly, because the builder won't sign a contract with you if you want to change this contract. What you need to do though, as a buyer, having an agent, you need to have your agent talk to the builder and say, these are unreasonable expectations. Okay, yes. like you said, moving into the house without maybe having a stove or moving into the house where the hot water heater isn't hooked up or it's raining in the garage because there's a roof improperly installed. And these are all actual cases, guys, just so you know. There's an escalation clause in some of these builders' um, contracts. You wanna explain that a little bit, what an escalation clause is? So an escalation clause is where um, the price goes up in increments. Um, and in, in the builder's case, it's based on delayed closing. Yep. Um, so basically, if you're refusing to close um, in their timeline, they, they have it in there that they can charge you by the day. However, again, with an experienced agent, they're able to make an argument for you on you know reasonable expectations for closing and what is reasonably you know needs to be completed versus what is expecting too much out of the homeowner yeah and and also a while ago, we don't see it right now, but there was another uh, form of escalation clauses when lumber prices were going yes. crazy. So as lumber prices were like doubling, the, the builders, and, and, and I'm gonna sympathize with them, they gave you a price based upon today's dollars, but when the cost of lumber, which is about 80% of the building, right, goes up double, they've gotta try and recover that. So those escalation clauses were, we may raise the base price up to $10,000 before we actually order the lumber. Yes. Okay, so that's another, ex what we call an ex escalation clause. Um, one of the things that I've, I've noticed, and this is not off topic, this is kind of on topic, is that there are more and more class action lawsuits going against builders right mm -hmm. now. I just heard yesterday, I won't na name the builder's name, but there is a pretty large class action lawsuit being filed on the behalf of buyers who were not represented by an agent against the builders out there. So if you were a buyer who did not unfortunately have an agent representing you, you might wanna Google the class action lawsuits against your builder and if there are any out there, and if there are, you might wanna become part of that. Right, and I mean, you know, you as a homeowner probably buy, you know, I don't know, five houses maybe throughout your life. So it's not something that you are in and out of houses all the time. I can't tell you how many times on final walkthroughs I'll go through and catch things or ask things to be checked that the homeowner will comment like, oh, I didn't even think about that or I didn't notice that. And it's because I've done so many of these walkthroughs that I know the little things that kind of get missed. And it's much easier to take care of them and note them at that final walkthrough than it is for you as a homeowner to try to go back and get the builder back out there to fix something that you realize, you know, a week after you move in. Um, that being said too, I have certainly gone to bat for clients as far as getting the builder and their trades back out there and communicating with when they're showing up. Um, so just because you close on your house when you have an agent, they're not done. 
they, yeah. they're still there for you. Yeah, now imagine, you know, they set the date to close, right? And they usually want to close by the end of the month so that the numbers look good. I like to call it the bean counter set everything so we all look profitable and the shareholders of the company are real happy, right? If they can't get the major things done prior to closing so they can close, how excited are they gonna to be to come back after closing when there's no incentive to get it done quickly? Exactly. So having an agent to push the issue to get things done before you close so you don't have to wait three, six, eight months before something gets done. So let's talk uh, now about um, inspections, okay? We've talked about site agents versus a real estate agent and as a buyer going in naked is what mm -hmm. I call it. We talked about builder's contracts and who they're written and why they're written and who gets protected and who gets left out in the cold. We've talked about the escalation clauses. We've talked about experiences, supply chain and labor issues, inspection recommendations. People look and go, what do you mean I need an inspection? It's a brand new house, why would I inspect it? Share with me why I would wanna hire an inspector to inspect my new home. Well, you know, you want a um, unbiased, you want a neutral third party to go out and, and look at the work, make sure that things were done to code, um, because your inspector is gonna know all the current codes. You're buying a new house, so that new house should follow all of those codes. Um, then you also get that report that you can turn over to the, the site supervisor and say, here's all the things that you know, were missed. All of this needs to be fixed. Um, in addition to that, then, I always suggest calling somebody out at the about 11-month mark because when you purchase a new home, everything, for the most part, is under warranty for the first year. They'll come back and they'll go back in you know, any Thing that needs repaired and there will be things because it's a new house that's going to settle there's going to be nail pops or you know things like that um, but you call an inspector back out make sure everything is still functioning correctly and again then you just turn that report over to the site supervisor here's what i want repaired yeah. and saves you so i heard a, a statement that really home inspectors are quality control supervisors that's, that's true. really what they are Yep, you you as the homeowner, how many, like you said, maybe five homes a person, not like real estate agents where, you know, we may buy 10 or 15 homes, personal homes, because mm -hmm. we're in the industry. So you need somebody that's going to handle that quality control, somebody who inspects houses day after day after day and can pick up the things like the carpet wasn't tucked in mm -hmm. at the end where the tile is, or can pick up the fact that that um, circuit breaker in the electric panel is not down tight enough and it's arcing across there, which could be a fire hazard and so on and so forth. So inspection recommendation, look at it as a quality control supervisor. They're going to control the quality of your home. Absolutely. And like you said, like you, they're, they're also, your real estate agent can't do that for you. They're yeah. not qualified to do that. Um, they can recommend somebody. And I always remind people, I'm like, you're hiring them to find everything wrong with the house. Like that is what you are paying them to do. And if you get the right inspector, they're going to be nitpicky and they're going to catch those things yeah. for you. All right. Well, hey, everybody, that's it here for the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate Podcast today. And I want to thank you all for listening. And remember, if you don't have an agent, we have connections all over the United States. So give us a call if you need some help. Otherwise, everyone, take care. 
Hey, thank you for listening and watching the Nitty Gritty Podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team. If you are thinking about buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, please reach out to us. We are local here in Tucson, Arizona, but we are also connected to over 4,000 agents across the US. So again, looking to buy, sell, or invest in your hometown, reach out to us and let us connect you.